Welcome to Rock That Relationship, a podcast about all things relationship with Corey and Tracy. Now let's get real and start creating relationships that rock. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Rock That Relationship. We are here with yet another episode in our healing series. Today, we're talking about vibrations and law of attraction and uh, manifesting. And we're so excited to have some guests on the show today. So we have Ginny Gain and Cassie Parks from Manifest It Now, which is an excellent podcast that I have been binging quite a bit lately. And they're on a new season right now where they're talking about relationships. So we thought they would be the perfect folks to have on the show. So I'm going to just start us off by just asking you two, Ginny and Cassie, you know, what brought you together to do a podcast on manifesting, which of course we'll talk more about as we get into the episode. What brought you together to do it? And how long have you actually been podcasting together? Jen, you take this one. (laughs) (laughs) So there was, how long? It's been over five years. I do this by where I was living. So it was was like 14 or 15 (laughs) based on that location where we recorded our first episodes. (laughs) I remember I was traveling through, uh, I was traveling around the States for three months and I was driving through Colorado where, where Cassie is from. And that's when we first got to actually meet. And I remember sitting on her purple couch. We had connected through like a coaching, um, at, at some point coaching group. And she was like, Hey, you want to do a podcast? And I'm like, <laughs> yes. And I'm, but, but at the same time was like, what does that mean? And I don't like, yes, but I don't know what, what that means. <laughs> <laughs> so you two had never done a podcast before. You just had this idea and said, let's just, let's work together and make something happen. I had done, um, like I had, my own at the time, I had done a podcast way back in 2009, I think. So I had done um, podcasts, a couple different varieties. Um, I'd actually done another one with a friend. Um, and I just had this idea that I wanted to, instead of, which is a lot of what I feel like goes on more now, but back then it was like just interview, interview, interview. And I wanted like a real life um, like a talk show with your girlfriend that you, that we could talk about how we actually use the law of attraction instead of just, you know, tell people what to do. I wanted them to be able to see it in action. And I knew Jenny would be like perfect for it. That's awesome. So what, what made you, you know, come together around that topic of manifesting in particular? We both That's, love it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love it too. Yeah. Like we could talk about law of attraction and manifesting all day long. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, tell us what is it? Because is law of attraction the same thing as manifesting or are those two different, totally different things? <laughs> We're so like, who should go? Um, you know, I think, and we both probably have our own similar, but very different mm-hmm. answer to this, which is what makes our podcast really cool is that we both go with our own beliefs, which I think is a very core thing to law of attraction. And they're very similar, but sometimes we have different views on how to execute. So for me, like the law of attraction, like, like attracts, like I always say, I learned this in seventh grade science class. Like that was like attract like, so that's what behind the law of attraction and manifesting is what you create in your life. 
It's the, yeah. um, it's what happens because there is a law of attraction. Oh, I like that. I see. Do you it. want to expand on that, Ginny? Yeah, I say it very, very similar it, in that law of attractions, like this universal law, like the law of gravity, it's at play, whether we know of it or not. It's like energies aligning with like energies manifesting. And I think when most people refer to manifesting, they're talking about leveraging the law of attraction or like consciously using this the mm-hmm. law that already exists. So we don't consciously use gravity, but we can consciously leverage the law of attraction to help us create the reality we want. Okay, let's, so let's, I know everyone probably says, oh my God, I want to get rich or whatever. Like, how is it not just dreamy thinking? Like, I could think you guys are crazy, right? Like, oh, come on, ladies, you can just sit there and manifest what you want. Now, I haven't actually have seen it work and it's worked in my own life and it's worked for Corey, like unbelievably. So, but when you first start to look into it, people think you're kooky, right? Maybe that's Did you have experience. that experience, Jenny? Jen? I never did. It, Me either, I, I don't think. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. I first came well, into I have. It. I, I, I mean, that's, a... yeah, I think that's everyone's mm-hmm. situation is unique. I was just curious because I don't know if we've ever talked about it. Like, um... And maybe, I don't know, it's just the way we did it or the age we did it. But yeah, I've never, but we're very, or I would say I'm very, um, and one of the things I teach my clients, like we're protective of what we're creating until we're solid enough in it to say it out loud mm. where nothing else matters. We're like, if someone, and mm-hmm. I actually, as we're talking, I, I did have a really good friend and he was like, I believe in si-. like, this is when I'm launching my giant um my program my money manifesting program and i'm like i'm thinking he's gonna be supportive i'm like i have over 200 people in that program he's like what is manifesting we believe in science in this house and basically just like trashed it all (laughs) wow and it was such a great opportunity for me to go huh okay i still do what i do and Mm -hmm. you know years later he's all about manifesting just Mm. differently (laughs) (laughs) right right that's what sees you manifest things right yeah yeah. And I I think for me it's always been science based. Like that's actually mm-hmm. why I loved it because it's all energy and it's all vibration, mm. it's all quantum physics and all things I studied in school and then I just like expanded on that and so that was a it just made sense to me there was never really that questioning of is it weird or out there because I'm like guys it's just energy. Mm. Uh Uh Well, it's interesting because so when you say the word vibration and Corey said it when we started the podcast, like, what does that mean? Because it can can mean a lot of things, I guess. Another word for energy. So like sound waves or like there's there's energetic frequencies of all the matter in our world. So that's what it means to me. That's what vibration Hmm. means to me. So you can have a higher vibration or a lower vibration, right? Like, I mean, yeah. If you have the higher, it's higher. Like, this is my understanding. If you're operating at a higher level, you're going to operate people who are at that same, or you're going to attract people who are at that same level, right? Like, so there are people for whatever reason that are operating, like they're kind of down or whatever, or they're more negative. And that when you're at a higher place, you don't really want that. Right. I mean, I don't know if that's the right way to say it, but. I I believe that we all have a wide range of 
vibrational frequencies. Like we're a mix, we're a mix. Mm -hmm. And um, so it's about the conscious part of that is being able to tune into different parts and, but we don't, in Cass and I's work, we don't actually talk about vibration a lot. That's funny that mm. we bring it up. <laughs> it's a lot more of like the being, like it is important to be aware of how you're feeling, right? We, t- we talk a lot about emotions and feeling when we're talking about manifesting. And that's, I guess, how you know your vibration, but not, it's important to not try to control your vibration more to be aware it's just this, mm. it's a piece of information. Yeah. It's, mm. I think it's, it's how it works, right? It's like what happens behind the scenes and what I think one of the mistakes people make is they get too connected to trying to focus on vibration. I think for me, and I think Jenny might be the same way. Like I don't, I never use the word move to a higher vibration because in it, itself, there's like a judgment of that. I have to be better. I'm not good enough. Mm. I have to fix myself, right? You can, and and I'm a big, and I have a client, you know, one of her really big platforms, she's becoming a coach, you know, manifesting through depression. Like, because people, then people think like, oh, I can't if I'm this. Mm. If we have to constantly Mm. get to this higher vibration, you can manifest from right where you are. It is the perfect Mm -hmm. place to start. It's the perfect place to create. And I think, understanding the vibration. I always love, we can talk about it. The tuning fork is my favorite example of that. And it's just information of how the system works, but it's not how to make the system work. That's so interesting. When I think about, you know, when I think about the vibrations thing, you know, there is sort of a a bias that having higher, higher vibration is more positive than having a lower vibration. And therefore it seems like people would want to strive for that. And I know you know, from my own experiences, when I'm vibrating in a high vibration, I'm attracting people and experiences that are, that are really at that, that level at that time, it feels really good. And so it, you know, but I know that when you're in, like you're, you're in a process where maybe you've just had a breakup and you're, you know, you're emotionally just so depleted at that time. And it's hard sometimes when you know, you're vibrating kind of at a lower level and you probably want to do something to increase it. So what is it? Is there kind of an, a natural ebb and flow to your vibrations. Like someone who is like, as you're talking about this, uh, Cassie, I'm fascinated with this idea of manifesting through depression. Like this idea of how do we, you know, I, people say, how do I get out of this funk? Is there something that you can do or is you just sort of being acknowledging like acknowledgement of your vibrations at the time? Yeah. I think when most people we're trying to get out of the funk, we're trying to change our circumstance. We're trying to get out of something. Most funks, most, um, I think things that don't feel good are caused by not feeling our feelings. So we're in a funk. It is likely that we've just pushed down our feelings so long that now like we just can't like there's, they're stuck. There's not enough movement. We haven't felt them. And so it feels funky. Um, And the best way like to get out of any funk, I think is to feel it, to actually let your feelings don't, which is feeling them versus talking about them, but feeling them and letting them flow through you. When they flow Mm -hmm. through you, very often you feel lighter. You naturally move up. You're attracted to more happy things because you have that space inside your being to feel happiness because you're not just focused on shoving and keeping all this other energy of those other emotions stuck inside. Mm -hmm. Well, that, I mean, that well, makes a lot of sense, right? You know, they, like I heard this great quote, feel it until it's all been felt. Mm-hmm. 
and that, you know, and then at that point in time, you know, you kind of just let things unfold the way that they're supposed to, as long as you can kind of commit to that. So I think that's really, well, and you haven't just heard that quote. That is what we live because Corey and I feel all of our feelings and discuss them all like (laughs) over and over and over and over and over. (laughs) And during my last breakup, you know, my friends were like, move on go get under somebody else, you know, do this and do that. And I was like, no, I'm going to feel everything I need to feel until every last drop is gone, you know, like, because if I didn't let it go through and I just pushed it aside or whatever, I mean, I still, exactly. And it brought me to a much happier place. It took months longer than certain people wanted, not Corey, but others. (laughs) And like, if I didn't though, I don't think I would be where I am now, which is very happy and back to that you know, happier place for me. Right. Yeah, absolutely. It's so key. And so many people, and they think they're being like, Oh, let's take you out. You know, I've started to notice this as I watch like old shows, you know, like I was watching this old episode of friends and I was like, this is what we do. There's a breakup and it's like, Oh, we got to get out. We got to get to this phase. We got to do. And I'm like, or we could just let that person be sad. I get that doesn't make for great comedy, but (laughs) (laughs) it's true especially if you watch the 80s stuff which I'm you know I was a product of the 80s and it's like everything that I thought you know you push it away you go out you just you know party it up you you don't feel it and it doesn't work yeah I mean it is good for the movies right I mean crying is good Demi Moore did that in um St. Elmo's Fire she really cried a lot but (laughs) <laughs> I, I've only seen it like twice, once or twice in my life, but it was that crying that she did after the breakup. Like it was the one of the first movies where they really showed it. But then I was a John Cusack fan and he did every romantic thing possible. And I'm not into guys. So, but, but for some reason I identify with him. I want the John Cusack. Ugly. I get it. Okay. Go on. <laughs> Everybody wants serendipity, right? Like exactly. Yep. <laughs> and they want the they want the the uh the boom box outside the house. <laughs> I don't remember which they do. From. But right, it's it's like move through that, don't feel it. But I think when people see the law of attraction, they're like, Whoa, all you're doing is asking for positive stuff or you wanna get all the good stuff. But that's not really true, right? I mean my with my experience in breakups the most transformative breakup was the one that's funny to say but it was <laughs> was the one where i felt the worst and i felt mm. the most and it was like it was so bad that i couldn't cuz i was not feeling not feeling not feeling and then it got so bad that i had to i was like forced to feel right and then then like once I surrendered to this is what it is, that it was like a whole wide open thing. And it was still very uncomfortable for weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, but then that was like the whole door opening to creating something new. And just like you were saying, Tracy, if we don't feel it, we're just going to recreate it. Then it stays in our vibe. So if we mm-hmm. bring this idea of vibration all that pain is like when we feel it, we're letting it go. We're releasing mm-hmm. it from our physical yeah. being. Mm-hmm. And so we get to create something new, which there's still going to be more stuff, but it's, it's new. And that's the evolution. Well, did you guys see that movie inside out? It's a Pixar movie. Have you seen it? Yes. They, and, I mean, that whole thing about sadness, right? That sadness has to be there. You can't, 
just kick sadness to the curb. Like you've got to feel it. You, and it's part, it teaches us something. I mean, as awful as my experiences have been, and Corey asked me in one episode, like, would I go back and do this all over, you know, each relationship knowing they were going to end the same. And I said, no, absolutely not. Because I don't want to endure that pain again. Could I have learned those lessons in a different way? Yeah. But the reality is, guess what? It happened to me and I had to learn to live through, you know, to work through it. So it's like, you, you take think, what comes at you. Do you think that you've learned how to process the pain along your journey though? Yes. And it gets yes, easier. I do. It does. It gets, yeah. it's, I mean, honestly, yes. Yeah. Cause I lived, I mean, you know, with a lot of pain, like, um, I've talked about this stuff on the podcast too, of losing, you know, people very close to me. And I, I mean, not, I'm talking, not even talking death, just being out of my life. And it's like, how do you go on with that? But you have to feel that pain. I likened it to carrying an ugly little doll around with you all the time that you've got this thing here with you. But while you're out playing, you know, Corey's dragging you to a basketball game or to the, you know, a soccer game or whatever. We're going and doing stuff at the same time. You can't like, I think that's what we learn as we get older. Like you can't, you're going to have this pain. You have to learn how to deal with it and you can't stop living your life just because of it, but you got it. It still has to be there with you, you know? Yeah. It's okay. It is. Okay. Does that make sense? <laughs> yeah. So you guys aren't just like, preaching positive 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 you know that that kind of toxic (laughs) positivity that people talk about but that's not what law of attraction and manifesting is right like it's the way I see it and correct me if I'm wrong is like okay now I'm in my healing journey I'm gonna look forward and think about what are the things I want how can I do things differently and then I start to I think it helps in that way to get you you know where your energy goes where your thoughts are going, then your actions are going to go that way. I think that's accurate. I think that it depends on the person. I think one of the things about the law of attraction is to be open to your own journey. So if there are moments where it feels good to look ahead and plan another relationship, I think that's great. If there are people who it just needs to be feeling the feelings and not thinking about that, they're both going to get you where you want to go. Because there's no right or wrong if we're honoring what we feel and what feels good to us and what we need, right? And if what we need is not to be thinking about a relationship, that's okay. If we need those moments of that, like, oh, thinking about, you know, what's next, then that's great. Like, it's all awesome and it all supports us. Well, that may, oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, I listened to one of their episodes today that was about some Airbnb and then you went to a CrossFit gym and met somebody through that situation but it was like you followed your gut instinct or your intuition right which led you down these places and you guys said something about six months earlier that come the ball got set in motion but you didn't even know it but you were following your feeling or your intuition yeah absolutely and I think that's key and I think that's um And in those moments, I don't like, we've probably like planned where we're thinking about creating a relationship. So it was just different. Like we weren't, I I don't know that I never did it in the middle of the healing, which is what I don't like. I think everybody's experience is unique. I don't know, Jen, like when you were feeling all your feelings, were you also planning what's next or for you, was it more of a phase type of a thing? 
Yeah, it would for me it was more of a phase. I think that I didn't have access to any desire for something different. I just wanted to get I just wanted to feel better. And that just required a an openness and a surrender to what is. So I think like especially in our healing, staying as present as we can and acknowledging that it's this is temporary, this is temporary. And we have a trust that eventually we'll get to a place where we will be then having those desires for what's next and the great love and the deep love and the connection. But right now it's about us and to just honor it and let it be as long as it needs to be. That's the thing. There's so much judgment about just like you're saying, how, how long you should be sad for, how long Mm -hmm. you should feel for. And if it's days, if it's weeks, if it's years, that's fine. Nobody knows what's right for you, except you, nobody can tell you how it's supposed to be. Well, I mean, this is, I mean, super interesting when we're looking at like the kinds of energy you're putting out, the process you're going through, and then, you know, kind of like shifting gears a little bit. When we think about manifesting, as you all talked about it earlier, that it's maybe it's, it's putting things more into action. It's like kind of like, you know, dealing with gravity as you're talking about. And, you know, when I, um, when I had, I had a horrible breakup and I was struggling and part of the only, thing that I could do was to just ignore the present and try to think about the future. And and the future for me was this, I want to feel better and I want to eventually meet someone. And that was it. Those are like the only two things that I had on my list of things to do. And I was trying to do them at the same time, which was very, very difficult. Um, But I did write a a couple manifests and I want to kind of get your, your take on the use of manifests. I don't know that the manifests worked or not, but I wrote one manifest, which was like, a love manifest, like what I was looking for in somebody. And, and for some reason that gave me like a sense of peace, even though I was still hurting from the relationship, it gave me a, a sense to say like, here's what I want next, even though I'm not ready for it. But it, like, it allowed me to to sit with the feelings that I had about not having that in my, my most recent relationship. And then the second one I did was a healing manifest. I literally wrote uh, what it would look like when I felt that I was healed. And it was a very odd experience. I'd, I'd never, I didn't read about it. I just thought, oh, maybe I should just write a healing manifest. And I described kind of what it would feel like to feel healed. And I don't, I don't know if they worked or if they just helped me set intention to engage in behaviors that would help me move towards those things I wanted. But, you know, when you think of like manifesting your, you know, in the use of manifesting through maybe a difficult time, you know, breakup um, what kinds of things have you heard people do and, and what, you know, for, especially for our listeners, what kinds of things maybe worked or maybe don't work? And I know you say everybody's process is different, but, you know, giving our listeners a chance to hear about some different ways in which manifesting might be able to be used in, you know, in a, in a breakup situation could be helpful. Yeah. Um, Court, do you want like a little coaching? This is an interview, but do yes. you want to know what I would say to my client? <laughs> Sure. Own that those worked for you. Own yeah. that you mm-hmm. trusted your gut. You followed your inspiration and those absolutely worked for you. Like I just take ownership of like, yeah, this is what I did and it worked and it was awesome. And cool. maybe not awesome, but it worked yeah. and, made, and got me where I wanted to go. Right. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah. I would just choose that it worked. And I think that is because that's a huge thing that so many people you followed your inspiration. Like that was absolutely using the law of attraction. And I would just, I would own it. Cool. I'm going to own it. 
Yeah, yeah, it worked for me. She, I mean, just I, FYI, she owned it so much. She's written a book about it. Okay, let's to <laughs> be here clear here, and it all worked for her too. So that that was making me mad for a little while. I'm like, what is going on? Like everything you write down is coming to fruition. Like this is so irritating, and we have opposite <laughs> opposite ways of being because she writes, she does everything that's very organized. That's why we have, you know, this podcast. Whereas I just kind of like. Uh, show up and run around and that's how I come show up in the world is I think it I really like I can't I'm not organized right she was very deliberate and it worked it worked for her and now it's working for me even though I have a completely different process it's the weirdest thing you know what I mean well, but just FYI, you said she did ask me to manifest that she would get a ten thousand dollar check in the mail and I did clarify that that is not how manifesting works <laughs> That was in Good my job. obnoxious, that was in my obnoxious stage, okay? That was when I was being, being irritating. Um, but can you manifest your ex back? Not asking for myself, I'm asking for others. Can you manifest your ex back if you want? Well, since I manifested my ex back, I guess I'll take this one. <laughs> <laughs> um, I actually have parts of a book written that's like, you know, getting your ex back, manifesting your ex back, because I think that's what a lot of people want. Um, fortunately or unfortunately, the key to manifesting your ex back is to letting them go, letting them go so that you can, they can't let, like, if they're not in your life, loving you at this moment, they are incapable at this moment. And the first step to doing that is accepting that like they are not capable of it. Doesn't matter how much you love them. It doesn't matter how right it is. It doesn't matter how much, you know, inside they are incapable of that. And accepting that truth in the moment, not seeing their potential, but accepting that truth opens the space for you to actually ask for what you want. And we can't get the person, but we can get what we want. Sometimes it ends up being the person. Sometimes that magically works out. But that for me, that wouldn't have happened until I accepted the truth that she could not love me in that moment. Like that was not right. And that I had to fully let go of that to ask for what I really wanted. And that can't be based on a person in your past. If you are trying to base creating what you want based on someone who's incapable of loving you in that moment, you're going to keep creating some heartbreak because you're, you're ultimately creating that person who cannot love you. Hmm. Wow. So Cassie, what did you just out of curiosity, what did you do to go about manifesting and like, how long did it take? And were there any intentional actions on your part? Like, I'm so curious. I know you're going to have your book released and you know, oh, yeah. we'll I mean, I, I'll share anything because the book is just pieces at this moment, but, um, <laughs> mostly speeches like that, that I have encountered <laughs> other people who need to hear. Um, but So for me, I had to accept that, like, that was really the beginning of the journey is that no matter what I saw in this person, no matter how much they checked a lot of boxes, no matter how much I saw the potential, like there came a moment where it was like, this isn't going to work. And that's the truth. And I had to let go of that. And that was, um, I let go of that. We stopped talking for 10 years, randomly, not so randomly like inspiredly ran into each other um, when we are at a place that we could have a conversation, when I had created the life that I wanted, when I was no longer willing to accept 
being treated in any way that didn't support my life, you know, and, you know, being willing to love myself more than anyone else. Like that is the moment we could have real conversations. And in the, in the background, she was growing and changing Mm -hmm. and becoming that like rising up. Right. And I would say it like this, like we come up here, we live our life and everybody has the opportunity to join us at that place. Right. Mm. Um, we don't need to tell them that they have that opportunity. We don't need to encourage them to mm-hmm. do that. Mm-hmm. We need to live in that space and allow them to come to our party if they want. Mm. Um, and that is what happened in that 10 years of distance. Mm. Um, you know, and then it, I still didn't think that's where it was going. Right. And I guess the, um, we kind of talked before about situationship. I guess for younger people, we would have stayed in this, situationship that wasn't a, it wasn't a relationship, but it was a friendship in the beginning where there was no, there was no, um, there was no hope for it to go. There was only the present, right? Mm-hmm. Um, because I had learned how to be fully present. I had learned how to meet all of my own needs. So I wasn't expecting this other person to do that. And, you know, now we're happily in a relationship. Well, it's interesting, like this, it's kind of a Buddhist notion, right? I mean, this of just letting what is be, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, there may have roots in other, you know, I, I think of Buddhism as a teaching, not a religion, but in other teachings in the world. But like, is there a way, this was a struggle for me for a long time. And I really think I've, I'm embracing it more now is to let it be, is what is will be. And to, I guess, and Corey has a whole thing about this of being the Zen, either trying to control it, you know, being a general trying to control everything or Zen person trying to like, let it be. So how do you guys get to that point? I mean, do you feel like that's integral to law of attraction or manifesting? So letting things be? Go ahead, Jen. Well, I think eventually you get to that point. I was going to, when I was thinking about the journey of manifesting, it sometimes starts very like, okay, I'm going to be deliberate and I'm going to pay attention to my thoughts and how I feel. And I'm going to control this. I'm going to think positive and I'm only going to do this. And it's very controlling. It's powerful, but it's very controlling. And then eventually once you start to learn your power and you learn, okay, I do have an influence. I can create this to get to those bigger experiences and more of the things we're really wanting it's actually about letting go and releasing Mm. control. So it's like, this depends where you are on that. And because the each phase, if you want to call it phases are important and powerful, but ultimately we get to the place where we're not controlling anything and we're just being who we really are. That's, that's so interesting. And, and I think about, you know, when I, when I've read stuff around manifesting, you know, and I created these very, very type A controlled, very descriptive manifest, which I, as you say, Cassie did work for me, because I, you know, for what I needed at the time was I was coming out of a relationship where I didn't feel like I had any control. And that gave me some agency to then also discover things about myself that I allowed myself to do for the first time. So just the process of writing the manifest, even if it was just manifesting that my cat would eat her food, it just, the process really just helped. But I think about, you know, the things that I read about manifesting and they talk about it being intentional, right? And some people who even kind of take the spirituality piece out of it 
really look at manifesting as this um, kind of a master goal list. And I'm wondering how that kind of aligns with your thoughts on manifesting where, you know, the idea is that things happen for us because we also show up and make them happen. And so how much of our own, I guess, intention um, is part of what you think manifesting is, or is it really just letting go and trusting that you are doing whatever you are supposed to be doing to make things happen? Okay. Um, I think intention is huge. And I think I like to replace this a lot of times with choice. I am going to get a reflection of the choices I make. Um, one of the simplest examples I love of this is that I own a house with a swimming pool. I actually never put that on a vision board. I don't know why. If you know me, you would probably think that's very strange. It never was on a vision board. It was never <laughs> written down. It, like, I don't even think maybe, I don't even know if it included, it included it in scripts that I had smaller, like a, the size of my hot tub, like a swim spa. But what I did was I always chose to have access to a pool because that's what I love. And so when we see intention is important, but I think where most people make a mistake is they think that's a want and I just call it an intention. We have to choose. We have to follow up our intentions. You actually look up the definition of intention. It's a determination to act. So for me, it's always been about then choosing. I, okay, I want this. I set the intention. I'm going to back it up with my choices because those choices are ultimately creating the next choices and the next choices and the next choices, which is in turn creating the next reality and the next reality and the next reality. What about you, Jen? Oh, oh. Go ahead. Well, I just would add to that is like, it's a choice how you're focusing. It's a choice where you're engaging your energy. And it's a choice if you're going to look at this as something for you or something not for you. All of those are the choices that are following up your intention, which is how you're creating that experience. Well, we had, um, do you know Coach Dorothy from uh, Get Over Your Ex? Have you listened to her? Her podcast and program is Get Over Your Ex. So I did one of her mini boot camps and I'm just like gaga over her. Um, she's the greatest. And her whole theory, her whole thing is you make a life that you love, right? So she calls it like a ice cream sundae vegan, of course, for me. Um, totally perfect <laughs> sundae. And then the person in your life is the, the cherry on top. So if they fall off, your life is not, you know, falling apart. And I used to be the person where the whole life would fall apart. And I'm, I'm just, that is not, I have gone to a place where that's not going to happen again, you know, where, yes, I have the life that I want, that I'm creating the life that I want. And if somebody wants to be in that life, then great. But I can't go around trying to like, you know, keep people. And I learned that, you know, through a lot of therapy as well. But I think if people can see how impactful and helpful the law of manifesting is in conjunction with these other things like therapy and, you know, friendship and all that is like, it is about getting to the place where you love yourself and you love yourself enough to have the life that you love. And then that people see that, right. And they want a part of that. To choose yourself. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So kind of as we, as we wrap up, just kind of want to leave you with one question is what would you, you know, recommend to, to folks who are listening in who might 
you know, be listening, particularly because they're going through a breakup. I mean, that's kind of how these things work, right? You're not going to have fun, find someone in a happy relationship. Like, let me listen to a podcast about people healing from a breakup. So, you know, we've got people that might literally be like sobbing and eating a pint of ice cream while they're listening to this right now and are looking for some ideas on ways to, um, you know, things that they can do that might help in the situation. And when we, you know, we think about both law of attraction and manifesting, which are slightly different from each other. What would you recommend to our listeners that they might do? Oh my God. I want to like say so many things. <laughs> go ahead. Well, I've yeah. got the unlimited yeah. zoom plan. So you can go on and on as long as you want. Just take it off. Number one, listen to your podcast and go on. Go on. <laughs> Number one is like when I think of myself and what would have really, really helped in those situations and what I did do ultimately is when you're sitting there eating the pint of ice cream and you can't stop crying or any part of that part of it is to endlessly remind yourself it's okay it's okay it's okay it's okay it's okay it's okay to be here it's okay to be where i am and that's it those two words until you feel you feel almost an element of that um and then in addition as an actual practice to that and this this practice really really changed my life is I started to write letters to myself from like what I would call source or my inner being and your spirit or even just someone that loves you just talk to yourself as if you love yourself and tell yourself it's okay dear Jenny like this is okay you're gonna get through this there's a lot of love in the world you know you're a good person sometimes you don't know you're a good person but like <laughs> You just, you, you write the letter as if you talk to yourself in a soothing, compassionate way. And it's because we have a million thoughts in our head. And so sometimes just writing that helps you feel that more. So for anyone, that's my best guidance for someone like going through the thick of it is to find ways to be soothing and compassionate to yourself. Can you have a... Can you have a friend to help you do that? Because I mean, I have many. And and what I did was when I couldn't do that for myself, I would reach out and say, I need help. Like, I, I'm just struggling, right? It's hard. I, I'm having such a hard time. Of course. And and the best, like a, the best friendships, just, like, they're not telling you to be or do anything different. So I, after one of my breakups, I drove to Colorado and I was like, Cassie. <laughs> <laughs> wow. And, 24 uh, hours. Like we're not. Oh, hours. Wow. <laughs> wow. And, and it was that space. Cass didn't say any, basically say nothing. Just like, that's okay. Okay. Oh, let's, let's eat this. Let's walk here. Let's hug this. Can mm-hmm. talk more? Mm-hmm. Like there wasn't, oh, you did that wrong. Okay. Let's analyze the relationship. Okay. Mm-hmm. Let's think about what it was just space to be. Yeah. That's great. I mean, we should all have a Cassie in our lives. I have a Corey. I have, you know, several people like that. But that's, we talk about that on the podcast is finding those people who will support you. And my best friend is very much tough love. And I, at one point, you know, sent her a message just saying, like, it's not how that's not helping me. This is how you can help me. And then, you know, she heard me and it was so helpful, you know, because I was like, for you to try and push me or diminish the relationship, that's not going to help me. It just hurts me. You know, what I need is this. And I think that especially, I mean, I'm, I'm over 50 and as I've aged, it's like learning to ask for myself what I need from people. 
right? And see if you get that. Look at you asking for what you want. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) I learned that, and I've been a jerk. I'm a self-admitted. I've had a lot of problems, and I've been a jerk in many relationships. So I'm not saying that anyone's perfect or I'm perfect, but it's learn. It's that learning process to ask for what you want, to love yourself, to care about yourself enough to, you know, work towards these things, right? That are going to make you happy, a better person, and all that. So Ginny, did you, when you talked about the power of writing that, the letter to yourself, did you like read it to yourself every day too, or like post it on a mirror or something to see it? Or was it just no, really just the writing? I wrote it once. You wrote it once? Yeah. Wow. Just to get it. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's really powerful. Because I mean, Corey has that. talked. Oh, go ahead. I'm, I do it multiple times, like not like rewrite the same letter, but just, it's just an expression. It's, it's the the act of love it's an Hmm. act of loving yourself or being compassionate with yourself well I was gonna say like I love these affirmations and I have an app that I love and Corey doesn't like them so again it's like what is gonna work for you try something see if it works I mean do you guys believe in affirmations is that tied to law of attraction at all and manifesting I would say neither of us really use affirmations. I mean, sometimes they come up in my work naturally or someone will get one for the future self and it works great. I won't say that it was a thing that ever worked for me. Um, and so it's not, but I think, you know, going back to that question, what advice would you give somebody? I would two steps, give yourself permission to feel crappy for as long as it takes and to feel all your feelings. I think that permission is important up front. Like, I, okay, mm-hmm. I'm going to do it this time. I'm going to feel it all. Because if it's the first time you felt it, you're not just feeling this breakup. You're feeling everything before it, right? That you haven't mm-hmm. felt yep. when it's the time. And second, follow those instincts to what feels good. Like Jenny said, her instinct was to get in a car and drive <laughs> to Colorado, right? <laughs> and just mm-hmm. give yourself permission to not to follow your instincts instead of a should list, you know, Mm -hmm. permission to feel Mm -hmm. permission to follow your intuition. Um, and let, let this breakup be different. Let it be the one that changes you. Let it be maybe the last one or the one before the last one, right? Let it be the thing that truly opens you and creates. Can I get an amen up in here? Absolutely. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Wow. What you guys are awesome. Unbelievable conversation. <laughs> um, I, I feel like I, I, Cassie, I need to sign up for your coaching. Ginny, I don't know if you mm-hmm. coach. Maybe I can just <laughs> piggyback every other week and just coach and bring you all my manifests and dump them on a table and say, what am I supposed to be doing? Um, but people it, can listen to their podcast, even if they can't, you know, do the coaching right now or they're not in need of it. Just it's, and also you've said something earlier, people might not listen to our podcast because they're not in that stage, but. I am a podcast pusher, just FYI, I push everybody's podcast on other people. And I'm like, look, bank it for the day that you might need it. Hopefully you won't, but you may need it and you may need it to help your friends too, right? Like there's yeah. never any harm in listening and learning and growing. And like, I was walking around today listening and I was like, you know, it's awesome. And what you offer is so awesome. I rewound it or whatever, back it up you do that and listen, with your I, I, don't know. I still tape things. Okay. All right. I've been mocked for that too. Whatever. I rewound it and I like, listen again. And I did it again. Like it's really what you're saying is going to help somebody. And sometimes it's planting those seeds, but you know, people get out there and listen to these podcasts because they're, they're like gold. 
it's like free gold somebody's handing you, you know? Yeah, you get this chance to connect with all of these people and all their like wisdom that you you didn't have like 20 years ago, you know? Yeah, exactly. exactly. So Cassie, Ginny, how can people find you? What kinds of things might they come to find when they do find you? Yeah, um, you can go to more Cassie, C-A-S-S-I-E dot com. Any, any links to anything we've talked about, links to things we didn't talk about, links to books, links to our podcast, um, my website, all of that. And mine's really simple too. It's just my name, G-I-N-N-Y-G-A-N-E, com, And all the info's there. Uh, all, all the information about Cassie and I's podcast, Manifest It Now as well, is there. We have like over 300 episodes. So whatever you might And you guys are know, on Apple, Spotify and all that? Yep. Mm-hmm. All of them. Yeah. And we have both types. We like, we started very just, uh, you know, kind of, we just pick a topic and talk all over. The last couple of seasons have been more organized and um, geared more as teaching. And so we have something for everyone. Well, excellent. Well, thank you both so much again for being on. It was lovely to have this great conversation with you. We do hope to stay in touch. I feel like we're kindred spirits, or at least I know I have mm-hmm. a resource to go to with all my manifests. And um, again, thank you to our listeners for tuning in today. And until we meet again, go out there and rock those relationships. If you liked what you heard, check out our show notes for resources from today's episode. Make sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram under Rock That Relationship and go to our website at rockthatrelationship.com for updated episodes and more great information. Thanks for listening. Now go rock those relationships.